0: This is The Power of Partnerships, changing the game for digital transformation, presented by SAP, the best run SAP. You'll hear from the innovators who know how to use game changing technologies and business strategies to transform industries. And importantly, they will discuss how these technologies and strategies can shake up the status quo in your company's future and help your organization move in exciting new directions. Now, here's your host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you want to run with the game changers, you know you're always in the right place when you join us here, and this is where the best run. I've been saying that for years, and I mean it. This is one of our newest series, The Power of Partnerships, Changing the Game for Digital Transformation, and interesting that the word partnerships comes up in so many ways in so many industries in our global culture today. So let's see what today's topic is. This is an interesting one. This topic should capture the imagination and the interest, maybe the intrigue of any of you around the world who are in a company that might be uh, a little stagnating, that might be thinking, what are we going to do next? That's trying to come out of the pandemic, being fluid, agile, trying to pivot, trying to do something and stay afloat and alive. You can even do more than that, as well as people with ideas for new industries, new companies, new products and services. So I found an article on livechat.com. Let me read this and this will set us up and then I'll tell you a little bit about what we're going to be doing and then I'll introduce my two panelists. So here's the buzz today from livechat.com. Hotmail is easily one of the best examples of early growth hacking in action. Those are our key words today, growth hacking. By simply including the text quote, PS, I love you. Get your free email at Hotmail. Along with a link to their homepage on all emails they sent using the Hotmail system, this brand was able to generate, everybody listen up, 12 million users in just one year. Now, is that a dream come true? It probably was for them, and it might have even been shock and amazement because I don't know if they knew they'd be that successful. So let's talk about the term. First coined in 2010, that's 10 years ago. If you want to do the math, I'll do it for you. The term growth hacking evolved as tech startups tried to innovate new ways to drive massive growth in a short time on small budgets. Now, today, that's not just a goal for startups. That's a goal for everybody, driving massive growth in short time on small budgets. Now, in parallel, digital marketing tools and analytics were driving the rise of the digital CMO, and large companies were also adopting growth hacking practices and processes with the aims the same, let's grow fast with minimal input budget wise. So central success of all organizations, central to their success, is still teamwork. That's the power of partnerships. That's what we're talking about. Teamwork among marketers, developers, product manager, and sales. Yes, marketing and sales and everybody working together. How nice is that? With one shared common goal. Today I have two interesting panelists who are interested about this topic. They have a lot to contribute to the conversation. We have Marco Arguez at SAP. Marco has been on Game Changer shows with me for many, many years, welcoming back Marco. And we have a newcomer, Yindra Bechvach. I'm trying my best to pronounce his last name. It's very easy to read, B-E-C-V-A-R, with all kinds of accents over the letters. And Yindra is at a company called Success Solutions. He'll tell us what his company does and when they started. They're going to look at how your organization, our global listeners around the world, can bring these elements together and the technology platforms and skills you need now, 2020, thank goodness this year is almost over, and beyond. So welcome to the Power of Partnerships Growth Hacking is our topic of the day, and I am Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome to everyone around the world, and a shout-out to Nula Spooner, the lady behind the scenes literally and figuratively who helps put these shows together. Great job, Nula! So, Marco Arguez, welcome, and Marco, it's lovely to see you. We're here on Zoom, and I have the privilege and the pleasure of seeing my panelists. I love this part. (laughs) Marco, why don't you introduce yourself? And as I like to say, there might be, let's see, in your case, three people in the whole world who don't know who you are. So why don't you talk to them, give them an update on what you've been doing, and an overview, Marco, what does Growth Hacking mean to you? Welcome.
2: Thanks, Thanks Bonnie. Hi, Jindra, and hi, Hello, everybody. Um, my pleasure to be here again. And uh, what I do in SAP uh, is to be part of the digital transformation strategy that we have with our channel partners and, and internally as well. So basically what I do is to work disrupting the, the and challenging the, the ways in how we are reaching the market. And that's exactly what, what hacking a business means to me, right? It changed the behaviors, Try to find new ways to do better things uh, to be more efficient. And definitely that's part of the, my day-to-day working with all the people that I work with internally and externally of the company.
1: Marco, question for you. Do you think every company, do you agree with my opening that every company is looking at the concepts, at the practices of growth hacking today because they're in a place where they don't even know if they're going to survive? And even those who have pivoted and become agile during the pandemic are still looking for, well, income is down, revenues are down, budgets are down. We got to do it faster and we got to do it faster growth. What do you think, Marco? Is this for every company now?
2: Yes, they do, but maybe they are not conscient about that. Ah. Maybe, maybe definitely all the companies out there are trying to find new ways to do better things, right? To to get more customers, to improve their processes, they have to 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 be faster, you know, to move on on certain circumstances, as it could be COVID nineteen, for example, that make and force your company to change the way in how you approach the market and how you approach your business. And I am sure that all the companies are actively doing it. But probably when the things tend to break down is when they are not consistent about what they are doing to get to there, right? So they are doing that maybe with not so much order. They are not doing that with a logic or or with a clear path to reach the goal they are pursuing. And probably that's that's the, the value added we can we can provide because everybody is trying to survive. But maybe we can help uh, realising some ways to do it based on best practices or the experience that we have. Jindra, for sure, have a lot to say about that because uh, definitely the way how he had grew his companies is very amazing and definitely all of that will provide a lot of insights to the, to the people and companies that are in the conversation.
1: Marco, that was a great overview, and you're right. They might need to do it, they might be doing it, and they might not be aware that they're doing it. So by introducing the term growth hacking, we might be giving people, companies around the world, a way to put a caption or put a title on what. Oh, yeah, we've been trying to do growth hacking for the past six months. Thank you, Marco. So a- appreciation. Now we're going to introduce our second panelist, Yindra. I'm not even going to attempt to say your last name again, but you know, <laughs> it's, you know my heart is in the right place. Yindra, welcome. Welcome to Game Changers Radio. We're so happy to have you. Since I have just met you recently on a prep call and you've never been on Game Changers before, why don't you talk to the whole world and tell them what you do, what your company does, and your passion for growth hacking because you're a success story. Yindra, welcome.
3: Uh, hello, Bonnie. Thank you. And um, uh Hello to everybody, also on the call. My name is Indra Betchuash. I'm sorry for the for the name, of course, Bonnie. <laughs> it's a little bit difficult to say. I am a co-owner and and CEO of Success Solutions, which is uh, four years old, or prefer to say young company. It's an SAP partner company located in Czech Republic, and what we do is um, actually um, full scope of. HR services for our clients, HR consulting, implementation of SAP SuccessFactors system, uh, its long-term support and development. We also produce some extensions to SuccessFactors where this solution uh, has some some gaps. And newly also we we started a a local job board. Uh, So that's a a little bit about the company. Mm, I'm responsible for many things in the company. Unfortunately, we grew fast, so uh, I need to delegate and uh, it's it's difficult for me, of course. So I'm still involved in, in many day-to-day uh, activities and, and decisions, and I also still somehow participate in, in some projects that, that are running and uh, that uh, started a few years ago when we were just few of us in, in the company. Um, I basically started my career in a small check. Um, Consulting company. Then I moved to Accenture, SAP, and again Accenture in in London, in UK. And um, actually, it was back in in SAP when I first met SuccessFactors, and uh, and I soon became one of first few senior consultants in, in Czech Republic. And um, I think it was it was back then when I found the solution that. Um, or service or product that I actually believed in. And, uh, and I decided together with my partner, Josef Cisel uh, to, to start a company on our own. And uh, I, I must say that we are very happy and proud that we are living our dream, actually, and uh, running now a company of 40 people and, uh, and providing services, not just in Czech Republic, but also, um, I would say, even worldwide today.
1: Yindra, that's a wonderful success story. Were you aware that you were probably living the dream through the practice of growth hacking? Did you sit down with your partners and say, hey, in four years, we're going to grow from four people to 40 people. We're going to have clients all over the world. We're going to make a name for ourselves. We're just going to growth hack it. Did you actually say that, or is this is this a revelation to you, what you were doing, Yindra? Uh-
3: to be honest, not at all. Uh, we didn't have so so let's say ambitious plan in the beginning. We just wanted to do things uh, how we wanted. Uh, yeah, because I think it was last motivation for me because as, as I grew older and older, you know, uh, uh, I wanted to do things my way, and uh, my managers usually didn't think. Um, my way is, is, is better way so uh, that was the, the last drop as, as we say in Czech Republic in the in the cup of, of water and then we decided to 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 start our own company no we didn't know that but we also knew that we want to grow because if, mm-hmm. if you don't grow you usually die uh, in this you know uh, survival of the fittest environment and uh, and uh, this is how it happened we, we just started and uh, we didn't have any capital in the beginning, uh, we didn't have any investors, nothing like that. Our only capital was basically that we wanted to work hard and um, we also wanted to reinvest all the money that the company earned back into the company without having anything for us. So <laughs> so that was uh, tough years in the beginning, but, but we survived and uh, now I, I think we are doing good.
1: Thank you. You know, uh, before the show, Yindra was saying, could he name companies for case studies, for use cases? And I looked at his bio and the history of his company, and I said, you are are the use case. Your company is the success factor, pun intended, on what we're talking about today. And I have to mention, Yindra, in your bio, you say at SAP, you met success factors, and it was love at first sight. And you don't often see people say that about starting a company. So there was obviously passion, there was drive, there was an embracing of a concept, as you say, you you found a solution you wanted to work with and you were excited about it. And I think that's part of what growth hacking is about is find something that you really want to do that the market really needs and then go for it regardless of how few people and how few dollars you have in the bank. So Yindra, you are our case study today <laughs> and and we, we appreciate your you're being brave and bold and coming on Game Changers. Thank you. Now, uh, this is the part of the show where I've asked my panelists in advance to send me a quote from a movie, a book, or a song, something very interesting that has absolutely nothing to do with our topic of growth hacking. And in their own words, they're going to share what it does, what the quote does have to do. So Marco Marco, and I had to work on this together and I sent him a bunch of famous movie quotes. I said, Marco, you're busy, let me help. And I went out and Googled, what are the top 10 fame, most famous movie quotes? And Marco said, I like one of those. I'm telling the behind the scenes story, Marco, because sometimes people don't know what we have to do to get these quotes. So Marco selected the following quote. Well, it's from a film from 1972. That's 28 plus 24, It's almost 50 years ago. <laughs> goodness. That's hard to believe. And it is The Godfather. So the quote is, I'll read the quote in a second. The Godfather is an American film series that consists of three crime films directed by the famous Francis Ford Coppola, inspired by the 1969 novel of the same name by Italian-American author Mario Puzo. And this quote comes from Michael Corleone, Vito's son, played by Al Pacino. It wasn't said by The Godfather, by his son. Variations of the quote appear three times in this movie and in both sequels, God Father Part Two and Godfather Part Three. Here is I'm going to try and do it with an accent, Marco. You're going to have to forgive me. <laughs> I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Oh, you got to rescue me, Marco. What does this have to do with growth? <laughs> back? <hacking? laughs> help! Help! Go ahead, Marco. No,
2: I, 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 when I was uh, reading the, the suggestions you made, because I, I was trying to find something interesting for me as well. Definitely, that rang my veil because it's it's not only funny, but it, but it's actually very seductive, right? <laughs> it's mm-hmm. something that everybody wants to listen. It, it opens the door to a to a new world of everything. It can be business, it can be a personal stuff. So I, I love when something challenges you to do something and act on that, right? So when somebody tells you you have something you cannot refuse, at least you want to know what is it about. <laughs> so.
1: So, tell me something. So, when it comes, Marco, when it comes to growth hacking and you start a company like like Indra did and you say, uh, I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse, meaning I've got a product for you. I've got a solution for you. I've got a service for you and you're going to love it so much. You're not going to say no when my salesperson knocks on your door. Is Do you think this is a key? Let's talk about the growth hacking mindset, Marco. There is such mm-hmm. a thing. And I looked up... The top 50 mantras or quotes about growth hacking, and one of them was you have to believe in your product or service. You have to believe in it. So this quote, I'm gonna make them an offer, can't reviews. That in a way, it goes two ways. It goes to your team that you're engaging for the company, right? That Yindra might have had to say to his partners, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you an offer to be part of something that's so phenomenal and so fantastic and it's gonna hopefully grow so fast, you're not gonna turn me down. And then you go to your prospects and your investors and you say, I got something you're not going to want to turn down. So, do you think it has, am I stretching this too much, Marco, or do you think this is all? No, no, I, I,
2: I fully help, agree. Help me. <laughs> yeah, no, I fully agree. I believe that it falls down into a patient you may have. Jindra mentioned it very, very well. I mean, he, he was totally sure that he had something that can be done better, that he has the knowledge and, the, and a better way to, 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 to achieve. And, and and that really was the, the, the very very thing that he cannot refuse right i mean he has to go after that and that patient that 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 willingness to take risk and assume some changes in your way of living but also in the way how you do business is exactly what grow hacking is right if you don't have a patient if you don't have a clear idea where you want to go or what you can solve or, or ha- how you can solve the problems of others uh, definitely, it's very complex to achieve that uh, growth hacking concept, right? But uh, entrepreneurs, people like Jindra clearly has that, that 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 view, has that empowerment. And definitely, that's the way how, how everybody should face and should go out there and, and try to make the business in a different way.
1: Thank you very much. We're happy you picked a movie quote that we all know and love. Thank you, Marco. Let's go to Yindra. Yindra has picked all on his own a quote from Alice in Wonderland. Let me read a little background, Yindra. Alice's Adventures in Wonderland was the full name of the book. It's commonly shortened to Alice in Wonderland. 1865 novel by English author Lewis Carroll, and that was the pseudonym for Charles Dodgson, which is his original name. tells of a young girl named Alice who falls through a rabbit hole into a subterranean fantasy world populated by peculiar anthropomorphic creatures, considered to be one of the best examples of the literary nonsense genre. I've never heard that before. The tale plays with logic, giving the story lasting popularity with adults as well as children. There have been movies, there have been theme parks, board games, video games, stage, screen, radio, and art. Based on Alice in Wonderland. So here is the quote, and this is a long one. I'm going to read parts of this. Uh, Yinra, I almost want to read the part of Alice and have you read the part of the Cheshire Cat. Shall we go back and forth and do it as a dialogue? Or do you want me uh, to read the, well, I'll read the whole I'll read the whole how thing. How you want it. <laughs> Alice, would you tell me, please, which way I ought to go from here? The Cheshire Cat. That depends a good deal on where you want to get to. Alice, I don't much care where. The Cheshire Cat then it doesn't much matter which way you go. Alice, so long as I get somewhere. Cheshire Cat, oh, you're sure to do that if you only walk long enough. Wow, what a great quote. (laughs) Talk to me. Where did you find this? I'm surprised You, you come from the Czech world. And how did you find this wonderful quote from Alice in Wonderland? Talk to me.
3: Of course, I love the book, and to to, to be honest, I need to read it again probably. But I read it in Czech. Of course, we have of course the the version in Czech, Czech language, and it's it's same. But I think in English it's it's even a little bit better because it's the original, and I I just love this one because it's all about Alice, you know, lost in the Wonderland and asking the cat for help, right? But but the cat, unfortunately, somehow, doesn't provide a simple answer and, um, you know, go this way, do that, and this. Rather, the cat uh, forces somehow Alice to, to think about what she really wants, where she wants to get to. And uh, Alice doesn't care too much because she just want to go away, possibly home. I don't remember exactly where exactly. But my point is, here is that um, if you want to, you know, achieve something big in a limited time, you have to know Exactly where you want to get to, because if you don't, you don't have a clear focus on the path. Yeah, and if you don't know where you want to get to, you still might end up in a nice place, meaning you have a happy life or you have uh, you know a success in your business. But it will probably you know take you a longer time, and probably you will face some failures on the way. And back to growth hacking, because uh, I forgot to mention in the very beginning that for for me, this this uh, this term was quite quite unknown until recently. Uh, even if I, I of course knew some concepts that are behind it, and um, so if 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 you really want to do grow hacking, um, usually today these startups know exactly that they want to grow big. You know, they want to achieve something huge. Mm-hmm. Originally, you you mentioned the Hotmail, I believe, mm-hmm. and uh, you, you said something like that. They, they it was surprise for them even, yeah, and it might be very true. So um, sometimes you might have something really powerful in your hands, but you don't know it yet. But as soon as you realize it, you know where you are. You know what you have, you know, in your hands. And uh, now you need to define where to go. Uh, what you want to achieve, you know, and if you have where you are and where you want to get to, then you can draw a line between these two points, and this line being you know your plan, you know, and, and, and everything that is connected, how you want to achieve achieve your goal. Yeah, so, uh, so, um, if 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 I can add maybe something from, from yeah. my practice from our customers, they usually. I mentioned we are dealing with HR you know HR departments they usually want that they want they usually know they want to change something you know uh, they want to change how their HR works but uh, or and sometimes they even have the budget for the change mm-hmm. but they usually do not know exactly how they want to operate in the future how exactly they want to operate their HR and Surprisingly, they sometimes even uh, don't know where exactly they are now, or how they exactly operate now. It's especially true for bigger companies. And um, so um, how can you possibly, you know, pick the right path if you don't mm-hmm. know where you are and you also don't know where exactly you want to get to? yeah and uh, remember what, what what the cat said yeah the cat said you can definitely get somewhere but only if you walk long enough mm-hmm. so please if you prefer a short walk in your business define where you are and define where you want to get to only then your journey can be somehow you know short hopefully safe and also rewarding in the end so, that's that's my connection to growth hacking and, and this
1: quote. <laughs> Thank you. Indra. that was really, really interesting. Um, good point about knowing where you want to go. And, and I think a lot of companies that start up imagine where they want to go, but that might not be where they need to go or where the market wants them to go. So, let's go into, um, and, and I was going to also add that social media has become an inexpensive and very fast way to do your market research hasn't it where y- y- you get influencers or you become your own influencers you go on all the social platforms and puts a thought out there would you buy this would you be interested in this and you find out very quickly how people would be drawn to your concept and whether they're interested or not so that has changed the game in a big way but let's get into our roundtable because I'm looking at the discussion statements both of you graciously sent me six or seven statements so we have a, a lot to talk talk about. I'm going to go to a statement from Marco. I think this is a perfect time to get into your statement number one, Marco Arguez. You said, for growth hacking, everybody listen up, this is important. An inbound sales approach is hard to make work unless you have a totally new solution to a problem, because no one will be searching for it. Even if you find slightly similar search terms, it will likely require more information and education than your prospects are willing to give. In that case, outbound is best. So why don't you give us some level settings, some ground rules for inbound, outbound, Marco, and how would this work for growth hacking? Go ahead, Marco
2: sure talking uh, uh, and following the same line of ideas that Gene is, mm-hmm. is explaining yeah uh, definitely you need to know where you are and where you want to go and when you're talking about digital transformation when you're talking about acquiring new customers by digital means it sounds like you have to do all the same thing in the same way right i mean everybody has to to buy adverts in on linkedin on twitter or any company or you have to by advertising on google i mean everybody tried to do the same in the same way right but not necessarily the, the reason of my third statement is that uh, there are there are there, there better ways to use certain techniques depending what you want to achieve and when you have to use that technique for for, for instance uh, inbound inbound means uh, that you uh, post content out there using either social media or paid advertising in in, in different uh, means, digital means, as it could be Google, for example, right? Uh, when you use inbound techniques, whether you have products that have innovation in there or, or, or a topic that is hot, to really capitalize that specific tactic or technique that you are using. Because I have talked with many partners, with many uh, companies around the world that are trying to perform better doing digital transformation while they are generating pipeline or, or or new businesses. And all of them go for the low-hanging fruit, which is to do inbound, right? Advertising, and, that. and they don't get the results. And the reason is, is tied to what Jindra explained. The, th- the thing is, if you want to get the best out of techniques, it could be inbound. Definitely, you need to know that there are certain characteristics in what you need to do that will allow you to have those results. For example, innovation or something that is a hot topic that people is going to buy themselves a allow them to go to internet and trying to find them. If if that doesn't happen, if that element does not happen, maybe you may like to have a different approach to the market to really capitalize also digitally, but using different techniques and, and tactics. Uh, Jindra mentioned it. He, he said we didn't have uh, so much budget, we didn't use too much budget and we didn't invest in too much uh, campaigns or advertising to, to, to do what we need to do. But I am sure that Jindra did a lot of outbound. He was following customers, contacting customers, building one-on-one relationship with those customers and that can happen digitally as well and that's outbound. So probably depending on the situation probably uh, depending on what you want to achieve and how you want to achieve it uh, is is what you need to do. So that's why we have to be careful in what we do Uh, we have to test new things always that's part of the growth hacking you know. If you have traditionally do something that is not giving you back the same results or that clearly is not uh, taking you to the place where you want to go, definitely you have to take a risk uh, and test, learn and visit other other possibilities to to help you. Um,
1: Thank you, Marco. And that goes back to some of my earlier statements about right now, every company needs to be fluid and agile and be able to pivot, right? And sometimes you don't know exactly where you're going to go, but you don't have that. Yindra, you don't have that time to take a very long walk (laughs) off a short pier, as the saying goes, because you might not be around. So you really need to, it sounds to me like you need to um, be aware of the options, Be aware of where you think you want to go, but be able to be flexible and move in different directions as the market responds to you. Yindra, we'd love to get you to respond to what Marco said, agree or disagree. What do you think?
3: Of course I agree, but <laughs> maybe maybe a little comment about how we started because uh, yes. we did not actually do either inbound or outbound, we didn't do anything in the very beginning, uh, we were even uh, you know, making fo- fun out of it because we were sitting at home waiting for customers to call us, yeah. and uh, this was our sales and marketing strategy, and uh, very successful in the end because it was really free, <laughs> we saved some money, <laughs> and they really called us, that was the point. So, um, of course, we were lucky in sense of uh, we had a product, which was not our own product; it was a SAP's product. We mm-hmm. just decided to uh, to uh, to implement it. So our product basically was a service, right? And the, the implementation service. We had some history on the Czech market as senior consultants, uh, and um, our potential clients knew us, and uh, we didn't have so much so much, um, you know companies that would that would compete with us back then yeah it changed of course over time yeah but um so yeah uh, we had the product We, we knew how we want to implement how we want to do it differently from the others and also i think the timing was right so we we were lucky about the timing we entered the market exactly when it was necessary for us i think uh, so we could afford doing nothing in terms of marketing and sales. In the beginning, you, of course, in the beginning. <laughs> you,
2: did, you did inbound because you have a... Yeah, yeah, probably yeah, from this perspective, yes. <laughs> and you yes, just wait the, right. the customers to go to you, right?
3: Yeah, but we didn't post anything anywhere. <laughs> we just had a very simple website. And yeah, from time to time, we, we posted something on LinkedIn or Facebook. Uh, but uh, yeah, we, we were waiting. It was a passive inbound, I would say.
1: Passive inbound. I like that. Yindra, you didn't know you were going to be the the case study on our show today. (laughs) Your company is absolutely perfect. When when talking to both of you, it, it reminds me of the questions that a reporter is supposed to ask when writing a story. And this is not a political comment. This is just journalism. Journalism 101. Who, what, why, when, and where? Doesn't that come down to really what a company needs to know for growth hacking? Who are you? why are you doing this what are you doing what's your product or service when are you going to launch it or serve it or provide it and where is it going to be available and today where is is almost anywhere in terms of the marketing Marco was discussing marketing is anywhere where you can find an audience where people will listen to you right any kind of media you have what used to be print advertising you what used to be television advertising radio right all kinds of podcasting today is an extension of radio so there those are really the uh, the, the key questions, Yindra, uh, did are you? Would you put your frame of how your company is growing into those five words who what, why, when, and where? Do you think you've had to answer those questions in terms of hacking into a market where there were other consultants, but not a lot doing what you were doing at the time? What do you think, Yindra?
3: Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, well, we were growing uh, from two people. In the very mm-hmm. beginning, yeah, we were just two people, two co-founders. And uh, I read something about about startups starting with one owner or two owners. And actually, two owners, these startups are much much more uh, successful because probably you you can somehow rely on each other and help each other. Uh, so that would be probably the the thing. So uh, in in so we started in 2016, basically beginning of 2016, and. Uh, we were two uh, at the end of 2016, we were three at the end of 2017. We were 11, then 18, 17 people, 19, 23 people. And today about 40 people. And um, the, similarly, it was this is our growth in terms of, of revenue. So between 2016 and 19, we grew 13 times in terms of, of revenue, which was amazing. Mm. Mm. Um, i think it's probably not possible to to replicate for the future as well because our service is not so scalable and i think it's one of one of topics that we might touch in in next minutes the scalability is something that uh, that is not so easy to do in implementation services area of course we are trying to do something to to come forward uh, to to this so we produce our extensions to success factors and there the scalability is much better um, um, and also with the support of, of success factors but implementation services themselves not so scalable you need people you need to train them and it takes some time.
1: Yindra, that's exactly where I was going to go to your statement number two. You sent me scalable product is crucial to achieve fast growth, and you proved that that's not always the case. But you know what? I'm going to go to statement number five, Yindra. I like what you said here, and I think this is a good lesson learned for everybody listening. And we'll have you take about two minutes to explain it, and then we'll get Marco to agree or disagree. You say, only the best is good enough. Not. Generally, if you want something perfect, you cannot grow big so fast, if at all, because there are others who will just deliver the product or service faster with quality that, uh Still would be acceptable. So Yindra, good, better, best. Never let it rest till the good is better and the better is best. That's a little <laughs> little, little ditty that I grew up with. I don't know if I took it serious. I think we did we did uh, hopscotch to that or something as kids. So so what what is this concept for growth hacking that it doesn't have to be the best, the best, the best. Stop being perfect, Yindra.
3: Yeah, uh, it was just a provocative statement that I yes. provided there. Only the best is good enough. That's something that I I need to fight all my life because I'm mm-hmm. kind of uh, it's it's my personality trait. I, I'm a perfectionist, so I want everything to be perfect. And. Uh, like you said, if you are building a company with focus on growth, and we are talking about growth hacking, you have to give up things, you know. And uh, especially, it's true for people. So they they will never be exactly how you want them to be. <laughs> and you just need to live with it. Uh, you need to give them clear goals. Uh, you need to support their enthusiasm, and you need to ensure, uh, or at least this is how we do it. I am not saying. Uh, it cannot be done differently. You need to give them freedom, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, these are the key concepts that we work with. And there are some others, of course, uh, but and we, we are there for them. Yeah, they, they can always talk to us. We are still small company, so they, they can talk to to two of us directly without without any trouble. So, um, and I think it's similar. If you have a new product, and the time here is the key. If if you will hesitate to enter the market because you think your product is still not perfect as you want to have it uh, in the target state, it's uh, it's you will never enter probably, and and some others will enter before you. So, uh, if you look uh, at, at some of those. Companies that grew quickly, and I don't know if I can mention them, but let's let's pick one. Revolut, it's it's an app, and there are some others, of course, similar apps. Uh, they they found something, you know. It can be a new service or a new way of doing things uh, better for the clients, and um, they start with something small, some some basic functions, and uh, they regularly add new services, keep their customers in positive expectations. You know, they, they talk about what next, you know. And um, like I said, if they wanted to have a perfect product for the, for, from the very beginning, they they would never enter the market in the first place. So um, so. Back to ourselves. Uh, if if I if I you know stick with the, with the perfection, and uh, I, I would insist on it, uh, I would waste my time, my mind, effort of my people, and the added value would be would be very low. And um, you know the quality is is of course important, especially if if it's in the direction of the client. You know, but but the perfection is is achievable only with enormous uh, effort and, and costs. And and you, you need to avoid this thinking. Uh, it's hard for me, personally. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, I think to find the right balance between perfection and imperfection yeah. or good enough state it might be tricky, but, but you need to try.
1: Thank you, Yindra. I want to get Marco's perspective on this. Marco, you work with a lot of companies around the world. What do you see? Is good, better, best? Never let it rest? Or is it good enough, enough? And also, it brings to mind to me the phrase, fail fast, fail often. There is a Mm. culture today that you are allowed to fail as long as you learn from the failure and do something better next time or pivot in another way. Marco, thoughts, please?
2: Yeah, I fully agree. Uh, definitely perfection is the nirvana that we should aim to, of course, right? We have everybody wants to to take the the, the, the things, the solutions, the services that we provide to the perfection. And that should be like that, always. However, uh, business is organic, right? Life is organic. Nothing is static and everything is changing every day. So. I agree with Ginger when you said that if you want to have the perfect solution, the perfect product and take it to the market, for sure it's going to be uh, out of date already right? because there is something new that has been created and you were not fast enough. So definitely uh, I I I believe that there's a sense on a balance between perfection or good enough and speed. So you have to be fast, you have to react fast. I fully agree with what you said, Bonnie, in terms of react uh, fast to the to, to failure, right? And adapt yourself to, 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 to the new paradigm and then bring new stuff uh, in order to, to overcome all what's happening. Because it's the only way to really survive and it's the only, the only way to really be innovative here. Innovation is risk, innovation uh, is, is disruptive and innovation is, is that willingness to assume, to assume change and failure as well, right? So and in, in that arena, in that context, there is no perfection because it doesn't exist, right? Perfection is only achieved once you have something clearly done, right? When you have done something is perfect, but not before, right? So uh, I, I fully agree, I believe that in every single of uh, of the different branches that a business has, either while you are generating demand and creating pipeline for your business, or if you are doing post-sale support to your customers, a- anywhere, uh, you have to keep this balance and definitely. A uh, Growth hacking is, is all about that applying that learnings, applying that vision to every single of the different areas and, and, and projects that you have in your company.
1: Thank you very much. Good conversation there. I'm looking at your statement, uh, Marco, number two, and it, it, this theme continues through several of your other statements, so permit me to just blend a little bit. You say, uh, for growth hacking, inbound sales techniques can work great when people are able to make a buying decision on a product quickly. But if your product normally takes months to sell and is a very high ticket item, You'll need to have advanced content marketing and inbound sales skills and enough cash to sustain a long sales cycle. And then you add in statement four, if you have a long sales cycle, you need to follow up and do it often. You can't just push back, sit back, and wait if your sales cycle is months long or even years long and you've got to have content that stands out. So let's talk a little bit about marketing content and that that long haul, which today, I don't know. Yindra and and Marco, maybe a long haul is a is a ninety day. Product cycle from the time when somebody hears about you to the time they sign up, but that probably mm-hmm. wouldn't be a really big ticket item because of budget constraint today. So, Marco, talk a little bit, please, about uh, about what these statements say about how do you do the growth hacking if you have a long, a naturally long sales cycle because it, it costs a lot of money. What do you think?
2: Right. Well, what I'm trying to hear is that you have to use your strengths to, to really have a a, a disrupted uh, growth hacking strategy, right? Because uh, if you if you decide to go for for a strategy to generate more business to find new customers where you require to be exposed very often and broadly and you don't have resources and you don't have the knowledge and you don't have all the elements that you need to be successful there maybe you are being set out yourself to fail right. Uh, Jindra mentioned it as well. I mean he didn't need to do that because he had other strength that he definitely capitalized in a better way, mm-hmm. right? So that's the point. The point here is uh, growth hacking is not necessarily a recipe that you follow step one, two, and three to get four, right? It's just a, a series of, of, of opportunities that you can capitalize based on, on what you have in your company, what you know what to do, and, and definitely what the market is asking for as well, right? When you have, which is our case in SAP, our products have longer sales cycles and for mm-hmm. example, shoes, of course, right? Yep. So when you sell shoes, you can convince people easily, more emotionally if you like, to buy certain type of products, right? Shoes, for example, because the, the, the ticket is short, maybe you have the money in your pocket, right? You just have to bring your credit card and you, and you buy it because it looks nice, because it looks uh, okay, right? But when you have longer sales cycles, You you become of course you always start in in emotional side of the process always right, but when you have longer sales cycles, definitely that process becomes slowly more rational every day right. So first you 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 get in love with something that you saw that you think that can solve something that you that you need to solve, but as much as the time is passed. you start to think more about it, you start to rationalize your decision, and therefore you need, for example, to be in touch with this customer more often, because you have to keep on explaining to this person what are the advantages that this person is going to get, this customer is going to get out of us if they decide to have a business conversation with, with us. So that's the point. The point is, uh, it's not only about the type of product we sell, but about the time that it requires to be posted. Into in, into the hands of the customer. So, growth hacking is all about that. We have to understand all of these elements. We have to not necessarily be perfect, but we have to be fast. Uh, and definitely, we have to be insightful in the way in how we understand our customers, the way in how they buy and what they buy, and, and definitely try to be present in that in that way with them. Right?
1: Thank you, Marco. Always great insights from you, Yindra. Let's talk about that longer sales cycle, that higher ticket item, shoes. Well. You got shoes out there for ladies that can go up into the thousand dollar and thousands of dollar range. And we all remember the um, Manola Blahniks on Sex and the City. And everybody, or almost everybody wanted a pair of those and not in my budget. So just relating, Marco, that was a great example of shoes. Something that's it's right there in front of you, whether it's in a store, if you can still go to a store, or whether it's online. Yindra, higher, longer Ticket sales, longer prices, longer waiting for a customer to be brought into what we used to call the marketing funnel. Are they at the top of the? When are they coming in? What do we have to do to convince them? What's your thought about growth hacking that part, Yindra?
3: Yeah, this is this is of course a, a great a great topic because uh, this is exactly what's what's happening to us. Yeah, we, mm. we are not selling shoes, and uh, um, and I don't understand shoes, especially ladies' shoes. But uh, you know. <laughs> This is exactly the same thing that that Marco said, because uh, Marco said the SAP products and we do SAP products actually, so this is exactly the case. Our our sales cycle, I think, in average might be longer than one year. Uh, Some clients, we we, we have discussions with them from the very beginning that we started, meaning almost 5 years ago and they still discuss with us uh, about the implementation when to start how to do it and things they need to prepare budget and then then covid 19 came you know destroy the budget and and this is this is how it works and then it starts again and uh, this is difficult of course especially especially uh, regarding the cash flow <laughs> uh, you need to have something in uh, coming in already so you cannot start with these long cycles um, from the very beginning. And when we started, we got our first customer right away. So that was that was another uh, another luck that, that we that we experienced on our way. But uh, the the truth is that growth hacking um, there is not a single recipe for everybody, and uh, you, you need to adopt it. To, to what you are doing and how it can work for you. So uh, what we are trying to do is is to really work hard on the pipeline and uh, and the funnel, yeah. Because mm-hmm. otherwise we would not be able to to uh, to survive. And sometimes what happens to us is that sometimes two or three projects, you know, turn to be a uh, uh, turn to to their start, because you cannot plan it you know, so much. So sometimes we have a, a lot to do, and then sometimes it might be slower. Eh? So uh, you need to deal with all that. And uh, I don't have any, any growth hacking tricks for <laughs> for, 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 for this, yeah, because uh, it's, it's just life. So uh, like I said, I think we are not a typical growth hacking company. We, we grew fast. Uh, because, I don't know, we did well, probably something, and we, we had a great product and we had a great services and everything, but um, there are no, no tricks or hacks that uh, I would now recommend, right, for h- how to make it uh, more successful and more growing. So we, you, you need to understand your customer. That it's, it's in the first place, always.
1: Thank you uh, very much. to
3: understand me. the customer market.
1: Thank you, Yindra. That that really is one of the basics. We have nine, eight minutes left to the show, and I want to do something. We've covered a lot of what both of you told me before the show. Uh, Yindra, you say never say something's impossible because somebody who doesn't know it's impossible will make it happen, and you'll say, "What? That was my idea." Well, it's not anymore. (laughs) And you also say don't underestimate the referral possibilities of abilities of your customers. Keeping happy customers might be difficult, but you can't maintain long term growth without them, and they would be a source for referrals. All good points. I Before the show, and I mentioned to both of you and to Nula Spooner that I had looked up growth hacking quotes, and I found on Medium.com, which is a very interesting source of data, I found... 50, and there were actually bonus of three, 53 quotes. And what I'd like to do uh, in the time we have left, instead of going to the crystal ball predictions round, I'd like to read a couple of these growth hacking, I'm calling them mantras or words to live by rather than quotes, and quickly get agree or disagree from both of you. I think this will set up our listeners very nicely to understand your point of view, both of you. Yindra from In the Trenches as a startup and Marco as a marketing expert who certainly under is how to get the, the message out there. So let me do uh, Marco first and then Yindra and just a brief comment from each of you. So let me go to uh, number two. I'll read the, the number of the, the comment here. So number two is don't do growth hacking if you don't achieve product market fit. Agree or disagree, Marco, quickly and then Yindra. What do you think?
2: Right, I, 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 absolutely. You have, you have to be sure that what you are going to offer is going to really solve a need if you are not sure that you are going to target properly a specific pain point or you are going to provide a gain to somebody out there, uh, maybe, maybe you have to to, to retake yourself and, and have a look into
1: what you want to offer them. Thank you. Yendra, what do you think?
3: Yeah, definitely, I agree. You need to understand the market. Uh, it's especially true when you want to grow fast. If you have time, you have some cash from, another, I don't know, another part of business, you have time, you know, you you can you know, modify your product, you, you can try again and you can fail again. But if you want to grow quickly, you need to have something that the market really needs, you know, and uh, it does not need to be uh, the big target from the very beginning. I would say even the opposite is better. You start with the niche market, but mm-hmm. what is important your product needs to be generally acceptable for for the bigger audience than than the niche market but the right. niche market is somewhere where you can start and you can you can make loyal supporters of your product and your company from the beginning who will promote your product and and, and your company uh, to to other customers so yes
1: and, Yindra, you just restated number seven, which is think big but start small. That's the niche. <laughs> yes. Let me go. Let me go to, I want to see if we can cover a few more of these. Uh, number eight is give your first user an awesome experience. Marco, agree or disagree? And then, Yindra.
2: Fully agree. Fully agree. If you cannot deliver and make one customer happy, that can spread out the word to others, maybe you are setting up, you're starting to fail, right? <laughs> Definitely, there is no, no,
1: no, no doubt about that. Okay, Yendra?
3: Yeah, I agree. I think Marco said that, uh, said that all. If you are not able to, to you know, make one single customer, the first one satisfied, how, how you can satisfy the others?
1: Okay, let me go to number 21. Instincts are experiments, data is proof. Marco?
2: i agree i fully agree and uh, maybe i have some mixed feelings there because i feel that you need both right uh, in order to be an entrepreneur in order to to, to be disruptive in order to, to bring new stuff new products and solutions you have to to take to have instinct but definitely the data will prove that you you were right
1: yendra
3: yeah yeah both are important we started with instincts definitely in the very beginning we just knew we want to do it differently we had some feelings or some small data, how to do it. I mean, the experience that we, we both had from our project that, that we delivered under different companies. Uh, but uh, you need to work on it later on. Yeah. So so instincts for the beginning are, are great, I think. But then you need to rely on data more and more. So for example, mm-hmm. you, you need to learn from project that you delivered. You need to close, as soon as you close the project, you need to do lessons learned and everything. and and. and Put these put these uh, lessons uh, to to your people, yeah, uh, so that they can learn from it and, and and become better consultants. In our case, of course. But
1: thank you, and so that also summaries. covers number thirty one: be data driven, not just data informed. Here's another one: identify identify the pattern of a good user. And good user is in quotes. Yindra, let me go to you on this one first, and then Marco. Identify the pattern of a good user. Mm-hmm.
3: Probably again about uh, about your customer. You need to understand him. Yeah, I don't know what the user is is meant here, but if if it's about some kind of app, for example, then you really need to understand who is your uh, who is your user, so that you can you can fit and tailor the the product uh, you have for him.
1: Okay, Marco, thoughts?
2: I fully agree, you have to know and you have to actually take a wise decision about who your ideal customer is, right? So definitely when when you want to target some customers, you have to profile them properly based on what you can solve to them. And it's going to be a positive uh, process, right? Because that is going to bring you happy customers that is going to help you and allow you to go to more customers and grow your business, right?
1: All right, number 52. This is one of the bonus ones. Involve your core users in the product development process. We've just got two minutes left to the show. Yindra, agree or disagree with this real fast?
3: Definitely agree. And it's about uh, feedback from your customers. And you need to have it. And you need to take it seriously and uh, implement everything. Or maybe not everything, but think about it and implement the good thing they are saying to you into your product.
1: Marco?
2: If a customer accepts to help you develop new products and services, that's the best test you can have that your product is going to be successful. So, yes.
1: And here's one final one I want to cover, number 53, the final one. Get good at one single thing, but be the best at it. Not make it the best, but be the best at it. Yindra, agree or disagree? I think you would know the answer to this one. What do you think? I agree. (laughs) And Marco?
3: Fully agree. Fully agree. Okay.
1: Gentlemen, I, I can't thank you enough for playing well in the sandbox with me. This has been a very interesting conversation and Yindra as I told you when I met you on the prep call and later on you are our use case today because you are <laughs> the startup who whether you knew it or not you were growth hacking into a market where you didn't really know if people would need it and you have grown wonderfully and exponentially and we're very excited to to meet you and thank you so much for being so gracious and sharing your knowledge. Marco Agui, it's always wonderful speaking with you. You're a, a font of great information and all of your digital marketing expertise. And, and I hope you will both come back. And I want to thank Aaron, our engineer extraordinaire, Aaron Keller at World Talk Radio, the business channel, for getting us on the air. And, of course, let's all clap for Nula Spooner for putting this together in the background. Yindra, clap for Nula. There we go. Nula, you can turn on. After we turn off the, the camera, we can, uh, we'll get you to comment. And so I have closing words here. Here's my call to action Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? By the way, my car is now getting two months to the gallon. I hope you're doing just as well. Go out and be a game changer today, just like Marco Arguez at SAP, and just like Yindra Betchbach at Success Solutions. Everybody, have a great one. Be safe, be smart, be savvy, and we'll see you again soon. Everybody wave. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks again for tuning in to The Power of Partnerships, Changing the Game for Digital Transformation, presented by SAP, the best run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Please join host Bonnie D. Graham again on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week.